so he spits all over you the whole time. I'm just doing. I'm just saying, Matthew and I. Okay. Welcome, Matthew Castle, to the Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show, episode seventy-five. Hello, seventy-five. I'm Brendan Caldwell. We already know who you are because I started the podcast that way for some reason. That is a weird way to start this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, we're seventy-five. It's good. It's a good age for a podcast to be. We didn't have a podcast last week uh, because. We are busy. Do you know how many games there are? Uh, like 12? There's infinity, oh actually. Oh god, Jesus. But how many, of the, how many of those are exclusive to the Epic Games Store? That's what I want to know. One. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> um, how are you? I am okay. A bit kind of stressed out because there are too many games and I can't enjoy any game because I'm having to do them all for work and treat them like just sort of time efficiency exercises of how fast can I get through things and can I just get them out of the way and that isn't really what they're meant for. No, they're meant to be enjoyed and played. Yeah. There is one of the games, though, that we're going to focus on for this episode. Nice. That you and I have played a bit of. A bit that's, of. That's out tomorrow. Yes. It is called Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. They certainly do. And that is our theme for this podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very specific theme. Matthew, what is your favourite secure Shadows Die Twice? <laughs> well, it's controversial, uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say it is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Oh, mm. you'd like to break the mould. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just me. I know some people prefer Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I'm more of a Sekiro Shadows Die Twice kind of guy. Okay. So, so sue me. That's fair. Controversial. If you uh, want to tell Matthew he's wrong, tell us in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is out tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it is the uh, the next From Software game, the Dark Souls people. Would you like... I'm going to ask you to tell us what it is it is a game about ninjas so it's from software do ninjas which some people think that means from software do tenchu because from software own tenchu the rights to tenchu Uh, but it's all a bit confusing because they've not actually made many tenchu games i think they've only made like if any a couple of download titles um so it's kind of ninjury stealth which is kind of Tenchu, <laughs> and absolutely balls hard, I'm never going to be able to do this 
combat, which is very from software. And uh, yeah, it's kind of an exciting mix of the two. I can, do you want a more specific story breakdown? Um, you can give us the uh, you can give us the the basics of the teal. Uh, well, based on what I've played of it, as in how far I can get, because I'm stuck already. Uh, <laughs> you play a ninja. That's it. Yeah, You're just the one ninja. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you uh, you get your you get an arm removed at one point um not in as like an operation like you don't intend to have it removed um and you have a prosthetic arm and that's kind of where i'm at i'm basically trying to find baddies to use my prosthetic arm on um but i've i've got that classic from software thing where it kind of you, you can go in a few different directions at the start but i've kind of at a a difficulty barrier at the end of every direction so that's where i'm at yes i i've played maybe a little bit less than you because you did a video on it recently and i watched the video to see if there was any tips in it to help me get through a particularly difficult moment <laughs> oh right yeah no no t- i this is not a video i'll be doing tips for um, uh, um i think that would be a lie to offer any advice uh, but uh, you you were fighting a giant boss man with a large sword, uh, and I did I hadn't got to him yet. That sounds very vague for a kind of Dark Souls boss. Yeah, a giant boss man with a sword. This he's is like a spe- fat he, samurai. He well, he's he's called I think he's called something like Yuzo the Drunkard, and he swigs his his sort of special thing is that he swigs some form of alcoholic beverage, which both empowers him. And lets him do big spits on you. So he spits all over you the whole time. And he spits on his sword. And I don't know if that makes his sword more powerful. Because his sword kills me in its non-spit state too. So <laughs> <laughs> if I was doing a guide, I would say avoid both the spit sword and the non-spit sword. For both lead to death. <laughs> that, is, that is my tip. Solid tips from Matthew it's, Castle, uh, guys. I am writing a game FAQ <laughs> on the game. Um, but that's... Everything just hits you so hard. Like, even a common enemy can kill you, you know, with just, like, two hits. So the idea of, oh, watch out for that attack. It's like, watch out for all atta- all of them. They're all horrible. Like, there is, there is nothing you want touching you in that game. <laughs> don't get hit, top tip. Yeah, don't um, get hit. The um, combat in it is kind of uh, it's it's a little bit different. You don't have a stamina bar like you do in other Dark Souls games. Um, you have like a posture bar, which means yes. that you're you you can guard for as long as your posture bar isn't like filled to the brim. But if it gets filled up by enemies hitting you and hitting you over the head with their swords, and you keep trying to deflect their attacks, um, or you know guard against their attacks, eventually they will get through. And they'll kind of break your guard and can do super bad damage to you. And you're just trying to do the same thing in reverse. You know, yeah. trying to break their posture and make them go, oops, I dropped my sword. And then you stab them in the neck or under the arm or wherever you, you fancy to have a stab. Yeah, it's it's really odd because it's like, um, like it, it feels like it, the whole thing revolves around 
applying constant pressure so that you in the kind of rhythm that I associate with with from software's games is that kind of oh attack a bit oh, oh, oh run away run away oh attack a bit oh, run away and have a little drink but while you can still do that and you've got the old you know the infinite stamina which basically lets you escape quite easily the second you escape their posture starts to heal again and you're you know you've basically made no no progress so it feels like the game is sort of forcing you to be really up close for like long pe- you know and long periods of time so you just have to be hitting their sword deflecting whatever they do to you so you can carry on it's it's a I sort of said in the video, and I, I was struggling to articulate it a bit, but it's like a system that when it works, or, or when when you, when you do it well, it's incredibly fast how quickly you can bring down, like, even quite big things. Because the whole idea of it is just da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, rat-a-tat-tat, and, and they're down. Um, but but likewise, you know, they can kill you incredibly fast. So it, it, it's it's got a very different sort of pace to it. It's not like tentative and sort of nervous at all it's really full on and i'm quite bad at it i'm having a lot of trouble adapting to it because uh the kind of dark souls player i am is is quite a pokey character (laughs) to begin with like while i'm weak and starting out and still getting used to it i'm always you know get my shield and maybe get a spear you know a nice a nice long sword to just kind of prod people from far away. And I just like stand at the top, top of some stairs and I shout at them or I throw a thing and I go, hey, come over here. Just one of you. Just one of you, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just poke them until they die. And then I go, next one, please. Yeah. Um, but in Sekiro, it's not, you can't, you, there is ways of trying to pick people off, like the stealth thing. You can sneak up on people in this game and kind of critical hit them very, very easily mm. um, by sneaking through grass or jumping on them from the top of a uh, a roof or something. This is another thing, is that there's an actual jump button in this game, which is hugely different from any Dark Souls game. Yeah. Um, and like a little ninja grapple hook that gets you on top of roofs and stuff. Uh, so you can take people out one by one one only to a certain point because as soon as one person like one person notices you they might shout for other people and go come on lads he's over here and then it's just a mess and you have to really really try very hard to kind of take people out in that quick rhythmic way like keep up your pressure before they even have a chance to get a go at you yeah when it works though it is amazing like i've had just a couple of against you know three quite basic footmen but when you deflect people who are on three different sides of you and you kind of take them out you are like oh i'm i'm absolutely amazing you know it looks amazing which and uh, maybe this is blasphemy but you know something i don't associate with from software is that it looks cool when you're good at it you know from <laughs> it tends to be quite messy and chaotic and you kind of get through by the sort of skin of your teeth and it's all like, oh God, you know, it's not, you don't sit back and go, yeah, check out all that graceful finishes or whatever. But this is quite big into sort of cinematic takedowns and all this kind of jazz. But without, it's it's not dumbed down. That That's 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 definitely not what I'm saying. But it, it, it gives you a flourish, I guess, at the end of combat, which I don't really associate with them. Um, yeah. Which the, is the like critical hit thing? How would the the parry? 
so in previous Dark Souls, there was always this parry. Like, mm. you would hit the hit the enemy just as they're about to hit you. You'd hit the block, or you'd hit the parry button, and it would, like, bash their sword away and be like, no, I am the one who's doing the killing now. And you would do that cool, like, kind of flourishy thing. Mm. Um, but that always felt in Dark Souls like a kind of high-level kind of move that you would learn or learn to do when you were when you had gotten a lot of practice but in Sekiro it's like you have to learn to do that from the start and you have to do it consistently with every group of baddies or you're encouraged to do it like as much as you can yeah I I think I've got for for like for the for the the one type of samurai or, or or guard you get in the opening area, I've kind of got their basic rhythm down. Um, you know, I can I can deflect and kill them quite easily. Um, it's just the second that there's two people coming at me or a rifleman also in the mix or something. That's when it gets a little gets a little messy. But when it does work, it's very that parry is incredibly satisfying. Um, you know, like just the visual effect, all these spark. You know, it's a bit, the game's got great sound design where the blades are hitting each other. They really kind of prang off each other. Um, but when you deflect, it's just like a bomb going off between your two swords, and then you can give him a bit of the old. You stick him in the armpit, which is quite unpleasant. It's really unpleasant. That's I. If I was to list the top five bits of my body where I don't want a sword, my armpit is pretty high up that list. What is it? Number three. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably, yeah, it's not number one. It's, yeah, I'd say it's probably three. <laughs> um, yeah. Look out for our article next week, top five places Matthew does not want to get stabbed. Yeah. One of the silly things in Sekiro, talking of armpits, is, uh-huh. um, you, enemies drop gold, which you kind of absorb by sucking it in, by holding a button, and when he sucks it in, these kind of gusts of wind seem to be coming from his armpits. So he's kind of got this... We, we, we were doing a little let's play of it, and we were calling him his, his vacuum cleaner, his vacuum pits or something. Because um, it just, just looks like he... I don't know what that ninja skill is meant to be, but I just it's very specifically his, his pits. So that's, uh, that's one of my observations about the game. When you did the video... One of your favorite things to do was also uh, to stab roosters. Um, oh yeah, which I find cruel. They will attack you though. They are pretty. They are fierce. That you ha- you gain nothing from killing them. You're just killing roosters at this point. Yeah, though they're. I everywhere. feel like you were doing that to upset Alice. No, I I, I genuinely wasn't. I because I thought I might get some easy XP out of them. That's why I was doing it. Um, but. With all these things, there's always so much kind of cryptic, kind of arcane lore in these games. <laughs> the whole time you're like, is this actually like, is this gonna f- me over somehow? You know, is this rooster gonna, apologies, is this rooster gonna come and, um, like, is there gonna be a rooster boss who's gonna be like extra strong for every rooster I've killed up until now or something? <laughs> you know, like, is there gonna I be have, some, <laughs> some mad I have, rooster nonsense? I had a similar um, issue in that uh, there are these shield boys um, who's these big kind of wooden shields and they're very difficult to get around or deal with in any like conventional sense because after you hit them they'll just bash you. And they're very 
they're just sturdy as a rock. And mm. um, I know that to kill them, you need to use this big axe kind of add-on that for your prosthetic arms. You need to whip a big shield-busting axe out and destroy their shield that way, and then you can deal with them. And then they're very, very easy. Mm. But I couldn't find this axe. The reason I couldn't find it is because I came across a temple and two people, you can eavesdrop on people's conversations. So it's kind of delivering story in a much more direct, normal, let's say, way than any other Souls game. So you mm. can kind of eavesdrop on soldiers. And two of the soldiers were standing outside a temple and they were going, should we take the thing inside? And the other one was like, no, you don't steal from Buddha. Leave that there. <laughs> and, and I killed them and I opened the door of the temple and there was a little piece of treasure there that you could pick up. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm also not going to steal from Buddha because I know from software they're going to have a giant Buddha kill me later. Nah, yeah, I, uh, I won't fall for this. I think they but, want you to steal from Buddha. But they do. And that was the axe that I needed to get past the shield men. So I struggled for about an hour and a half trying to get past these shield men. Yeah, <laughs> because there's... I didn't steal from Buddha. So learn, learn, folks. Steal from Buddha. There's a bit of a... um, uh quite a clear kind of not it's not i want to say it's rock paper scissors but there's a bit more of a this thing is specifically good against this thing uh system in place which feels um not like gear gatey but you know there's there's this big ogre and everyone in the area you can eavesdrop on them they're all like or it doesn't like fire and you're like well i don't have a fire weapon but then you can get that on one of the other routes which will then get you back to the you know help you take down the big ogre guy and like we said, getting the axe from that pickup there, then you can go through the shieldy boys, and you know, I, I'll admit, I'm, I'm, I am no like Miyazaki expert, but I don't really. What I have played of Dark Souls and Bloodborne, you know, I don't recall it ever kind of spelling things out that much. No, um, I, I don't think it did. Um, they, yeah, like you said, in previous Dark Souls games, a lot of the weapons and stuff felt like there are strategies that you can use to beat certain things but you can almost use any type of weapon or build to defeat any type of enemy um yeah here it is more like uh it's sometimes like um i don't know it's sometimes like overwatch you know you know that your one thing is is useful against that class like you know that you're trying to cancel yeah. something out with the other thing but i yeah but then i don't know if maybe you know that it just seems that way because the game is a bit more explicit about it because one of the things i mentioned in in my video and actually it's it, it was something that came up in an interview with miyazaki in the telegraph um where they actually asked him about working with Activision because you wouldn't naturally put those two people together. Um, and he was saying, well, actually Activision's really good at loads of stuff that we're quite bad at, you know, like tutorials and onboarding the player and the the general user experience. And, uh, you know, in my head, I was thinking, well, I don't, you know, are you bad at those? You know, I thought it was like a willful disregard for those things. I thought that was just your deal. You know, it wasn't that you you sucked at tutorials. You make games that don't have tutorials. You know, <laughs> uh, it's it's it, there's a distinction there. But I thought it was interesting that he sort of that's what Activision brought to it was, you know, let's have a it's sort of a from software game, but a bit smoother kind of sort of access to it. You know, it has a explicit tutorial with 
big tutorial boxes that come up on the screen. You know, you don't just have to read it and, you know, notes scrawled on the floor, which I didn't even realise were tutorials when I played some of their earlier games. You know, in Bloodborne, when you've got those freaky little things coming out the floor, and they're the ones <laughs> that tell you, like, how any buttons work. And you're like, what? Oh, why am I listening to these little button boys? What's these guys do? Um, but I like the idea of Activision coming in and going, yeah, no, no more of that bullshit. Let's just, let's just tell them. <laughs> so, but now you actually have characters who are like next to the boss going, this guy hates fire. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> That's a bit odd. I, I'm, I'm sort of surprised how far they've gone down that route. Um, yeah, there's loads of other little things as well. Like I noticed that whenever you get close to um, a shrine or a little altar that are basically like the stand-ins for bonfires, the checkpoints, uh, there's an icon that appears on the screen through so you can see through the through um uh like if a house is in the way or something the icon will still appear so you'll know that on the other side of the house or on the other side of this field or behind those trees or whatever obscured from view is the next checkpoint and you can you'll know oh i can reach that probably yeah. or you'll just you'll just not miss it like for for act like it does feel like that's the sort of thing that activision has said yeah we don't want these idiots, the players, to miss the bonfire. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you put a little dot on so that people know it's there? How about that, Miyazaki and From and From Software are like, huh? I, yeah, I don't know. Like, like you said, is it that From Software are sitting there like, huh? You know, we never thought about that before, or yeah. or they're sitting there going, hmm, yeah, like annoyed like, well, that they have to that they have to make it easier for the player to to just exist in their world. Yeah. I, I also found it quite odd that um, to heal you have to drink Mountain Dew. I felt like that was a that was a bit of an activation decision. It was very decision. strange, yeah, very strange. And the candy that you're given to eat, it's yes, just... all very odd. Uh, yeah, he does wolf down a Snickers uh, several points in the game, and he looks straight at the camera and he goes, "Mmm." I, I, I enjoyed. Could, I, I wish I could eat a Snickers twice, like shadows die twice. And then he'll get on with the action again. And I'm like, I liked the uh, the unlockable T-shirt you get in the pre-order bundle, with it, yeah. where you can just put it on, and it's got um, a Call of Duty T-shirt that your character, the ninja, can wear as he's battling demons in a burning temple. Yeah, weirdly though, it's Black Ops Two from like years ago. Which yeah, I, I don't know why. It is it is strange, but it's yeah. a licensing issue or something. Probably, but yeah, I yeah I I am actually kind of. Because I know how fervent people are about Miyazaki games, and I'm, you know, I'm, I am really interested to hear what the 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 kind of the hardcore take is on this. Because to me, I I like all the stuff where it's a bit more simplified, but I don't know if some people will be kind of up in arms about it. I genuinely don't know how it's going to be received. It's odd, yeah. I think you will get some people who complain that it dilutes. Uh, and like the, <clears throat> it'll have lost something in the process of making it more approachable in small ways. Um, mm. Like even having, even have even the fact that it has a story that's sensible. Like it's about a you. You are a ninja who is a, uh, who's a retainer for a lord who's a little boy basically, and you have to. He's the heir of Japan or whatever. I don't know. But you have to protect him, basically, and find him and make sure he's okay. And that's it. And it's, it's a simple story. 
but there's characters along the way who are related and important in ways that is you can understand it's not just weird lore that's very hard to parse or or get oh yeah i mean they're they're really explicit they're like hello my name's uh, steven i'm the guy who (laughs) will be giving you health if you go and get a seed from that guy i'll give you more health and you're like oh okay great we're in the older (laughs) games you know there'd be like some weird ass mumbly british voice actor kind of talking about crystals or something and you'd be like oh what does this mean then you'd have to go onto wikipedia and find out oh right he oh he was talking about hell he's the health guy right i get it but if the crystal lord deigns it you could be better (laughs) 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 that's that's exactly it (laughs) just Uh like terrifying dark souls dialogue is less of a it's less of a thing in this this is more straightforward, and I think some people will, uh, will probably miss that. I'm I'm fine with this doing its its thing that it's doing because it's still, it's it, it's fine. Like I mean, not not all from software's games are going to be the same. Like just accept what they've made. Yeah. The, the other weird thing though, I've almost seen some fans like preempting this. They think this is going to be a criticism of it. And they're trying to say, oh, well, it isn't, you know, it isn't a From Software, you know, they're not trying to do a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne. It's nothing like those games. It's a Tenchu successor. And it's, it's like, it really is a, a, a Dark Souls Bloodborne type game. Like, yeah. just, I mean, it, it's just, I and mean, it is 100% that, just a bit easier <laughs> or a bit more clearer in its explanation. It, this idea that it's like Tenchu is kind of baffling to me. Because it isn't a to call this a stealth game would be, I think, misselling it quite unfairly. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, how do you find the um the stealth bits of the game? I there's bits where it's quite obvious that you know there are enemies that are really far apart, and you can zip up and jump down on them really quickly, and you're like, great, I can get through this really fast. And then there are bits where you think, in a normal stealth game, I know how I would deal with this. Like, the actual, you know, just on a kind of a boring AI level, their ability to detect and see you seems a bit screw-whiff to me. Like, there's just been times where everyone's like, oh, he's there. And you're like, what the fuck? How did you see me? I wasn't... Like, what happened? Um, Yeah, I find it quite erratic, yeah. I tried playing it like, I'm going to sneak around and and take people out. But the, the rules of what enemies can see and how they behave when one enemy sees you, they're a little too vague to treat it as a, a serious stealth game, I think. Um, like, when you escape, even if you're on the other side of, like, a massive wall where no one can see you, they'll all still be firing directly at you. Like, you can see the hits kind of coming through the wall as, it, you know, they can't hit you, but you can sort of see the 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 particle effects from where they're hitting the wall, and they're all aiming directly at you. It's, you know, it's it's not sophisticated. It's not designed to be, you know, a, a you know, like a, I'm trying to think, you know, an assassin, say Assassin's Creed, that's, that's hard. Like a, a Hitman <laughs> style thing. It's like, it's you, I know what you mean, like the, in, in, other st- in other games that employ stealth, you can always do a kind of hit and run thing where you'll come in, you'll stab a person or a couple of people. If you get spotted, the game, games have, stealth games have traditionally said okay don't worry you can get away you can hide 
you can let things cool down and then you can go back to being stealthy and you can almost play entire stealth games that way you know never getting into a big fight unless it's like a set piece or something mm. but when you try to approach Sekiro like that it's like it, it just says no you're not yeah. running away you can't hit and run you hit and then you get hit play fair yeah, and it's if, like if, if, it's, if you... it, it doesn't know like it feels like it, it sets itself up as a stealth game and it looks like a stealth game and it gives you the stealth game things to do and then when you try and play it like a stealth game it goes, no, I'm still a Dark Souls game don't misunderstand me yeah but, I do, yeah, but that's the thing I don't, I don't know if it's but again, it's like is it a case of like, is it not meant to be played like that or is it actually a bit of a bad stealth game I don't know um, that's it's hard to I, tell that's what I'm trying to work out at the moment because uh, I feel like you know, with someone with, with Miyazaki's reputation, you're kind of like, well, this has to be, inte-, you know, he's this genius. Everything's intentional, right? Everything He knows exactly what he's doing. So, you know, is there something I'm not seeing here? Or is it just a, a bit of a poor fit? I'm actually, that sounds way more negative. Like, it, it hasn't been an issue. You know, I'm not sitting there going, God damn it, I want to play it as a stealth game. You know, there's plenty of moments where I've been sneaking around taking people out and it felt great. Um, but there are just moments where you think, mm, probably that should have worked. You know that 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 felt a little off that it didn't. Um, but yeah, but like I, I think said, it's, there I've are only some played like three hours. So. Sorry, I've only played like three hours of it. You know, the, the, the same three hours. Cause I can't get any further. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is specific moments I'm thinking of as well. Like, did you fight? Uh... I was going to say, spoilers for anyone who doesn't want to know anything about Sekiro, but you probably should have tuned out at the beginning of this podcast if that was the case. Um, mm. But there's a there's like a mini-boss called, I don't know what he's called, but he's a shinobi hunter, he's called. He's got this big stick, yeah. um, big uh, halibird or spear. Uh, and in his area, there's like people dotted around, and it took me, it took, it took me like, 10 goes to try and beat him just because I couldn't figure out the exact kind of uh, like the exact order in which to kill the people around him that yeah. I could do, that I could take him on last I, I basically just found a different route around that area <laughs> what? Uh, yeah you don't have to fight him oh my you're oh, but oh my well, this, 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 is, this is another thing I raised you could have told me this last night this is one of the things that I think is quite interesting about it is you can because of the particularly because of the grappling hook you can get round so many fights and but it feels like the punishment is you know those boss characters they have the they basically have the items you need to upgrade your vitality and attack power so you know is that feels like quite deliberate like well you're free to ignore these mini bosses but you know, you will suffer for it in the long term because, you know, you will meet bosses where it is, you know, time to fight, you know, whether you like it or not. It does that that sort of um, from thing where all the exits that you want kind of get a bit misted over and you can't, you know, you can't escape until you've killed the boss. But um, the the thing with that Shinobi Hunter is that it, it does do that. It blocks the exit from his area so you can't just run past him, but you can sort of get round the entire area if you if you have a little sneak well i fought him like 10 times and finally won 
oh well that's you know that's that's what they want you to do isn't it i was very frustrated it it legitimately put me in a mood and <laughs> did you the, ever drop i did i had to i had to put my pad down and calmly turn the game like calmly furiously <laughs> turn the game off and just go and have a sit down somewhere because it was so difficult and in, in a way that dark souls games haven't been for me f- since the first one since right. dark souls one so and that's just i think that's just on a combat level i ha- i find it really difficult to get used to not being able to take it slow and having to put pressure on yeah and to use that parry thing it's deadly did you um did you tr- did you just go into combat with him or did you try and do a death blow on him before you engaged like him properly N- yeah so the way the bosses work, we should explain it, oh, yeah, is that sorry, yeah, yeah. They, they, they have health like normal people, but they also have little like pips above their name. Normally, so far, it's only been two like little red pips, which means if you do two of these kind of cool flourishes, the death blows that we've been talking about, then that will kill them. Yeah. And you can you can always you can sometimes get the first death blow just by sneaking up on them and get you know getting well, that's, it that's, cheekily. Yeah. So that. I think you have to, you have to like basically you have to, when they've got the two, it means they 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 have to have die to they will you know the two death blows are essential to taking them down. Like if you yeah. bring their health all the way to the bottom, it will just trigger a uh, one of the, the you know the first death blow, and then their bar will fill up, and you'll have the second one. But I think one area where I do think stealth is quite neat is when you have these characters, if you can get the drop on them or sneak up on them. You can basically halve the sub boss's health before the fight even begins. Yeah, uh, that's that's quite cool. Like I, I think that's that's something I'm I'm definitely into. Um, it's it's how I've tackled the the couple of sub bosses I have fought and won against. I it was always through kind of wiping them out half, you know, and then and then having a having a go. But I imagine there's going to be some absolute turds that require like a thousand death blows or something by the end of the game. <laughs> They'll just be running off the screen in a really crit. It'll look like the game's broken. They'll just be all over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, there are a lot of like little. Uh, it, it's it it is a kind of from software game in the sense that it always gives you a like. A nice thing, like oh, this will help, and then offsets it completely with a. But actually, this is a bad thing that happens when you try that. <laughs> yeah. And like one of the examples is when you when you die, you can just get back up. You can do this once until you defeat the enemy that had had killed you, I believe, or like like once every kind of go between checkpoints or something. It's... Yeah, it's 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 a they call it the resurrection, and it it I think it recharges if you stealth kill someone. So ah, okay. you can use it as long as you then stealth kill, or it might recharge a little bit for everyone you just kill in open combat. So it will slow. So you can recharge it multiple times. Um, the wording actually suggested that no, I at one point no. So I thought the wording at one point suggested that you'd be able to like store up multiple resurrections but i don't think that's true it's it's quite it's quite unclear and difficult to know how you get it back but you can see that you have one yeah. in the in the bottom corner of like uh the screen next to your health bar considering then... Activ- activision hit them up with all them tutorials 
I feel like it's still quite hard to understand some yeah. of the quite basic mechanics. Uh, but one of the things, so you, you always get kind of two lives as a bare minimum after you start running into these fights. Uh, but the thing is, if you if you use it and you resurrect yourself and then you die again and you keep doing these resurrections and dying and resurrections and dying, um, like over multiple uh, goes, then you start to get these, like, they're almost like little curses. Yeah. Things that, things that kind of mess you up and make it less likely for you to <laughs> see if you're, see if you're, um, your money and your experience between deaths and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it kicks you when you're down. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, you're dying lots. Well, the punishment for that is your deaths now are much worse. <laughs> and you're like, oh, good. <laughs> oh, cool. Where because someone normally, who doesn't die is like laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> yeah, because normally um, when you die, instead of doing the souls thing of you dropping, dropping your bag of souls on the ground and going, oh, well, I'll just leave these here. And I'll come back and get them the next time I'm alive. Goodbye. Um, you instead of doing that thing, uh, you just lose half of your currency and a big chunk of your experience points, and uh, that's it. You just you, you just lose half. Yeah, and that's good. and you you can't go and find them and get them back. As far as um, no. as far as I know, like as far as I've seen, um. So you just have to accept that there is a little like there's a little chance like at the beginning of the game it says you've got a don't worry though because you've got a thirty percent chance right every time you come back to life yeah. and start off at a bon new bonfire a uh, altar or whatever you'll get some unseen aid it's like a blessing it's like God is looking down on you and saying no this time you won't lose all of your you we won't lose all your money you won't lose all your XP this time it'll be okay. I'm looking out for you. And that's nice. You think, oh, cool. 30% chance of that happening every time. But then if you keep doing the resurrection thing, these curses pile on top of you and go, no, it's a 15% chance now. (laughs) It's a 12% chance now. It's 10% now. And it's like, stop taking God away from me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know I'm dying, but you're just making it worse. What was the thing in... What was the thing in... Dark Souls, if you got hit it with it, like permanently halved your health until you kind of got rid of it. That was called Curse, yeah. And it was a uh, horrible, these horrible yeah, frog kind of, things. Uh, I, I, I wonder if there are echoes of that, like a, a kind of persistent game-long punishment, unless you kind of... I think there are ways of dealing with it. I'm not going to say what they are, because I don't want to spoil it for people who want to try and work it out for themselves, but like there are items which seem to hint at Having a, uh, can help with the with the, the the curse thing that happens. Oh, it's a tough game. It is tough, but I'm finding it tough. I love the setting though. I think that's uh, that's what's probably going to keep me going, and you know, longer than than I may, than I I have with their previous games because I I always find their world so oppressive that. That combined with it's kicking my ass, I'm like, well, do I really want to be unhappy in this place which is quite sad looking, where <laughs> actually I do want to see like massive feudal Japanese castles because they're awesome, and the grappling hook means you can zip up to these giant towers and there's all these awesome landscapes and you know, it's not like 
I don't think it's graphically complex. It's quite a it's quite a sort of simple game in its way, but it, there's some absolutely amazing vistas with like these giant full moons and all these cherry blossom and stuff. It's it's very um very handsome. And I just want to see all of it. I want to see all them castles. Um, I just wish I didn't have to fight a load of ogres. I wish it was just like a national <laughs> trust house. Like, I just want to turn up and say, uh, I'm actually a member. Like, just let me look around. I just want to look. I'm not going to take anything. Um, no, don't get the ogre. Don't get the ogre. Oh, fuck it. We're right, fighting the ogre. Uh, which is kind of what its current deal is. Yeah. I mean, uh, for those who were complaining, like, um, I know a lot of people are annoyed because everybody says Dark Souls is brilliant, but if you're not, if you find it too difficult, you can't explore a cool looking place or like an interesting looking place. <clears throat> That's still true here. Yeah. <laughs> like you, Activision haven't made it that much easier. Like you're still not going to be able to enjoy the, the pagodas on the river unless you first beat the drunk man with the spitty sword. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of really interested to see how this game does because on the YouTube side of things, Activision have been pushing it hard. I don't think, I mean, there's been a Sekiro advert on everything for the last week. I had a, we had a Sekiro video which had a Sekiro advert at the start, and then there was a mid-video ad which was also a Sekiro trailer. <laughs> and I want Activision, you know, they're good at selling things to the masses, and I just wonder if they're going to get from software games into the hands of people who just watch the trailer and are like, cool, ninjas. Um, and then it's just going to be like, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. Like, people who, like, like call of, people who would play Call of Duty when it comes out, but maybe don't play too many other games. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to fall for this advertiser campaign, but, like, you'd think that Activision would be able to push it out a bit beyond, you know, the traditional crowd. Um, and I just, you know... I'm really intrigued to see what happens. Like, oh, there's going to be some people who are like, oh, yeah, sweet. I love ninjas. And then they buy it and they're just like, what the <laughs> f*** is happening to me? <laughs> you know, like, like, I can't even do the tutorial, which is like a, a legitimate thing that might happen. <laughs> so, you know, like, it's just, yeah. There's just such a gulf between it and everything else. That's what kind of amazes me that, there, that there is no middle ground, even with the popularity of Dark Souls. You'd think some people would kind of, you know, there'd be a bit more of a, a shift or there'd be some kind of gradient, but it really is like most games and a few Dark Souls clones, which are just all as hard as each other. So, God, enjoy. Enjoy, suckers. <laughs> you fools. You don't know. They're like, I getting. really liked Spyro Remastered, so I'm going to play this from Activision as well. Uh, <laughs> this is nothing like Crash Team Racing! <laughs> um, Apart shall from when we... you fight Crash Bandicoot at the end of Sekiro, of course. Oh yeah, that, that was weird. Yeah, no, there's going to be Spyro DLC, isn't there? There is, yeah. But you, you ride him. You fly him around. It's pretty out there. Shall we talk about some other things we've been doing? Yeah, that was a lot of Sekiro chat. I 
there's a lot of Sekiro champ, but people like Sekiro, or they 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 want to like Sekiro. I can tell from their f- the frothing of the internet the day before its release. Yes, but as we said, there's Infinity Games. So, yes. what else have you been playing? I have been playing The Division Two, <gasps> which I I know you've been playing because you wrote a most excellent review of it. Thank you. And I'm not just saying that because we're colleagues. I genuinely like that review. There's lots of stuff on the site I don't like. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, Matty, I, just I just, I just, I just never say. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's real. I just, re- it's, I think, as you said in 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 your review, like whatever. The kind of the the setting or the the problems of the scenario are or whatever's going on with its weird ass whatever its message is meant to be because it's impossible to decipher. Um, at the heart of it is really fun, crouching behind waist high things, and shooting men with good guns. Yeah, and I'm, that's I'm... good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, I'm really liking it. I was telling you before the pod started that I've played maybe 40 hours and I still haven't done the last mission and it's just I'm just I'm just I'm just chowing down chowing down on it every night and just having a good old run and gun and loot and shoot and it's just it's just nice comfortable mm. dumb gaming that uh I think it's almost the exact opposite like I stopped I stopped playing Sekiro last night like absolutely furious with a bunch of fiery arrow men, <laughs> and I just went, you know what will calm me down, is if I go into the giant target practice range that is the division two, yeah, and I just have a bit of a cover shoot, and it did. It was it was it's remarkable. Like I, uh, I like well made the shooty shooty is, yeah, really um fun locations to do shooty shooty you know they're just they're set in like weird museums and semi-destroyed buildings and just quite you know it's not just warehouses and sewers it's there's there's a bit more going on there and lots of variation you know there's some levels where you're fighting people and they're really high up and there's really close quarters stuff and long distance stuff and yeah just you know considering it you know, you, you basically squat and shoot through the whole game. It, it, you know, it, there's a fair amount of variation in what you're shooting and the different enemy types. I think she highlighted in your review. You know, they all, you can't sort of learn them, and you're like, oh, that guy's gonna do his little thing with his turret, and this one's gonna do this, and then someone will throw a load of freaking robot bees at them or something, <laughs> and you're like, oh god. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's one of the weird things that I can't quite. You know, with 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 the kind of the commentary about what the game's about, because it is a game which has like one of your key items is a is a hive of bees that you throw <laughs> at people, and it's like mm, uh, if I if I need this game to tell me anything, <laughs> like this bee throwing simulator. Yeah, um, I, I don't need it to go deep into the like it is set in the ruins of. Washington DC after a virus that was spread via banknotes on, at Christmas mm-hmm. but 
like that's as that's as far as it goes. It's like you can take almost anything from that. And there's a whole load of other stupid little like references and political stuff in it. But it doesn't really it's a dumb game and I think if you go looking for something clever in a dumb place you're just as dumb as the place that you're going looking for it. Does that make sense? Is that harsh? Yeah, it sounds harsh. <laughs> it's yes. like you you I'm like I'm throwing a robot gun at a man and the robot gun is going, "Oh, I'm going to kill this man now." I mean like I I yeah, like yeah. you said, I don't need it to tell me about the 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 media's Im- complicity and the warping of the truth or whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I, th- I think part of it as well is like I played a fair amount of Anthem and that was so duff in so many ways. This is just kind of it's just so sort of smooth and polished, you know, in that genre of games, whatever we're calling that genre. I don't know what the kind of the agreed term is for these sort of on, you know, forever online game you know seasons that run always on games as service looter shooters or whatever the i don't know whatever um that to play this after anthem you're like oh yeah everything works like the loot's good i'm actually excited when i get certain things like i want a better version of certain weapons and when i get them it is rewarding which is something anthem doesn't understand at all like there's no identity to anything in that game so it's just numbers. It's meaningless. But here, like, I'm playing as a sniper. If the game gives me a really good sniper rifle, I'm excited by that. You know, it's good. Um, yeah. Very smooth co-op. I've been playing with Catherine. Um, she plays on the living room PC. I play on my desk. We've just been co-oping. Um, it does quite a nice leveling thing where, because I'd already played a fair amount, but it kind of drags the other player up to your level somehow. I don't really understand what it's doing, but we were able to just go about doing stuff and it wasn't punishing her for being a new player. Um, so we were evenly matched. It's great. You know, really, really good fun. I'm liking it. It's good. I've... Nice. It, it, it's the dark zone that I, that I need to go into a bit more. I haven't even been I... in there yet. Oh, the name puts so... me off. It's so fun. It's just, it's just like a, a tense place. I went in with a couple of friends um, and did a kind of scurrying around. And the dark zone is the place where, if you don't know, the, the, the I mean, if you, the listener, don't know, Matthew, I know you know. Um, yes. <laughs> it's the place where the, you can meet other players and they can take a pop at you and shoot you, but they'll become rogue. But they can also just kind of come up and wave hello and say hi. Or they can even like ask to team up with you and stuff like this. Or they can just kind of do their own thing next to you. And you don't know whether to trust them or not. Because at the end of it all, you're all going to have to put your your gear on a, on a helicopter. And you don't know if they're going to try and steal that gear. Uh, and it's just like this little tense, daisy light area of the game. And uh, it's much more sparsely populated in terms of like roaming mobs and stuff. So it does feel like a dead place that will occasionally have like a glimpse of another player like streaking across the screen. Um, Sounds too intense for the likes of me. 
it's 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 quite tense and like i do get like it's like the giddy tension like when the three of us were all putting our bags on the the, the helicopter comes in and you kind of like try to lift out the stuff the loot that you've got because it's the only way you can get it you put the loot on the rope and we were all standing around watching this helicopter and it's about like a minute for the helicopter to take off so there's a minute where other players can come and try and steal your gear and we're just sitting there all three of us and there's total silence there's nothing happening there's no one coming and we're just going oh and no one came no one tried to get anything but like the giddy tension that was there still delivered like it was still a fun thing to just sit there and wonder is someone coming or not like to just yeah. be paranoid um that, that sounds nice that sounds stressful i find multiplayer <laughs> multiplayer games with a bit of role playing in them to be highly stressful affairs um, i had a good another when i went into it in the in the beta i went into the dark zone and i met these two other players running around and uh they were speaking uh italian i think and they were so they were just like talking to each other but they saw me and they pointed their guns at me and i was like whoa 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 and i kind of like did a little sideways shuffle and a weave and let them know i'm not gonna hurt you and then i just followed them around and i helped them in all the fights that they got into Nice. I didn't like join their party formally or anything like that. I didn't like join their group or anything and they didn't invite me. I was just there with them like a little kind of like like a little kid who's younger than the rest of the group of kids and just tags along to go and play the games with them. And then yeah. at the end of it, they did the thing with the helicopter. They put their gear on and stuff like that. And this, I was still experimenting with the game at this point. So I was like, I wonder what happens if I go up to the rope? Like what options will it give me there? <laughs> Yeah. And I go up to the rope with the gear on it, and I just hear these two like loud Italian voices shouting at me, <laughs> and all their gu- their guns just pointing at me and running towards me, going, "Don't you dare!" Don't, don't, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I just back off. And neither of them—it was really telling—neither of them shot me. Neither of them like had a go at me. They just shouted and pointed their guns, and I backed <laughs> away. And it was like, okay. And the helicopter took off and flew away, and I was like. That was cool, you know, nobody, like, we didn't, we had a confrontation and nobody killed each other. It was just a nice, like, uh, a multiplayer, like, that kind of multiplayer experience doesn't happen in a lot of shooters. I've got to get into the dark zone, it sounds like. I've got to brave it. Right. What's next on the list? Um, I don't know if if I've played anything else. We could see what our readers have said. Yes. So let's see what our readers um, have said. We didn't have, obviously we can't ask our readers, what did you think of Sekiro? Because it's it's only just come out um, this weekend. So uh, we had to ask them what kind of Dark Souls players they are. Okay, I, some of this is going to be... I say some. This is going to be lost on me. <laughs> uh, we asked them, um, Do you? what kind of Dark Souls player are you? Do you hide behind a shield? Do you storm through aggressively? Are you a dragon? Um, <laughs> can you be a dragon? You can, in Dark Souls 3, you can get a little, you can get a little uh, trinkets that turn you into a dragon and give you a dragon head. Uh, you're not a big, big dragon. You're like a little man dragon. All right. Um, so let's see what people have said you should read some if you don't know what's going on yeah 
So Sit says, I played them initially like stealth games, slowly moving forward, constantly checking my surroundings, eliminating, pulling enemies with bow, arrow. Progress was slow, but I died a lot less. So there you go. Sounds like you you will like Sekiro. Yep, or to a certain point you will. Yeah, yeah. But if you like taking it slow and picking people off, it might be the game for you. John Tetrino says, slow and steady wins the race. Unless I'm going through the same section for the umpteenth time after a boss death, then I just strip naked and leg it to the gate. Right. Do you move faster if you're naked? Uh, You do, in a way. You can, yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Is that because you're driven by shame, but you just don't <laughs> want anyone to see your naked form? I mean, I could, I could, you know, I can sympathise. Shame and fear. The adrenaline of shame. There's nothing quite like it. Arnell says, I am a traditional rage quitter. Ah, uh, yeah. See, that's what I would have written if I were replying to this. Um, Frowny Cyclops says, fight first boss three times, die each time, give up and play something fun. Uh, <laughs> incidentally, uh, Frowny Cyclops is the boss I can't get past in Dark Souls 1. That's why I gave up. <laughs> One of the one of the weaker Miyazaki creations. Christian Peterson says, "Roll and slash, roll and slash. Attempt to parry. Roll away and heal. Roll and slash. You get too greedy. Roll away and heal. Roll and slash." Oh, it sounds like an exercise re- uh, routine. And roll and slash, roll and slash, <laughs> roll and heal, roll and slash. He's also posted a little picture of his uh, character, who's who looks like he's holding a little rapier with a kind of fencer's hat. Looks very dashing. We have one from Snowy, who says, Aggressive as heck, I loathe the slow and steady turtling that most Dark Souls experts, in inverted commas, seem to advocate. <laughs> I guess that's why I consider Bloodborne the best game of its genre. I think, Snowy, you will very much enjoy Sekiro. It's fiercer. It's it fierce. Fierce. Rubius is the opposite. They say, slowly exploring every new area with shield raised. Once I've beaten the game, I try to get by on dodging alone, only to find out I'm bad at it and can't parry. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like me. Uh, Chris Postill says, I'm the sort who curious who curiously edges out, gets blatted by a gargoyle and his mates until I get frustrated and bugger off somewhere more forgiving for a bit. You ever been blatted by a gargoyle? I've been blattered by so many gargoyles. It's unfunny. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of people on Facebook saying that they are shield users, which I uh, give my thumbs up to. Shields are good. Be safe, people. Ever since uh, Ryan Garrett says, ever since Demon Souls, I have a hard time getting away from the knight style and aesthetic. Mostly, though, I think I just like how the iconic Euro armor looks in the world as it starts off slow and just not ideal. Yes. I mean, yeah, you you start off quite clanky and lumbering around. Big lumbery boy. Is there like an is there like a a a class or a style of Dark Souls play which is kind of considered like easy mode? Is there like a oh, yeah. I don't know. There not really, but like I I do know that there is like a divide between people who play aggressively and people who yeah, tur- like like he like one of our commenters said like turtle uh like walk around with the shield up and there is like it's it's like there's tears you know 
I can do I can do both of those things. Like in Dark Souls three, I got to the point where I could use my great sword and I would just throw away the shield. And I was just like, all right, I'll run around doing things like this now. But um, you need to you really need to like learn to to do that. Right. Uh, and if you don't want, if you don't like, that's a time investment. You, you, sometimes you can beat the game with the shield and the sword and move on with your life, and you will be just as happy as I am. Very wise. Naked, fast rolling guy with ultra great sword says, Vitergio. I don't know how to pronounce your name, sorry. Nathan, Nathan. Says dodge and thrust, long reach pokes with rolls to safety is my Dark Souls game. That sounds like your style. Dodge and thrust, though. As long... Dodge and thrust and not roll and thrust. You like long reach pokes. That's that's I... what I was connecting with. Ah, there. okay, yeah. Yeah, long reach pokes. I do enjoy it. You're a pokey keep, boy. Keep them away from me. There must be no poking. Fire! Everything is on fire! God help me, says Real Souls. Is that about Dark Souls, or is that just a genuine cry for help? I think uh, they're describing what kind of Dark Souls player they are. As in, they don't wear armor, they just wear fire. My god, is that an option? Uh, it is if someone's shooting fire at you? I don't know. I don't want fire. That sounds bad. I should really like, force myself to play through one of these things from start to finish at some point. I know it's a big hole in my knowledge, but I feel like I've read so much writing about it and heard so many friends talk about them that I've just absorbed a fair amount of it. You, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, a Dark Souls evangelist. I'm a Dark Souls liker, but if you don't, like, there's nothing worse than someone telling you, oh no, you definitely should just keep going, just keep going to something that you, if you, if you're not in, if you're not in your gut enjoying it then don't don't force yourself you know yeah i've just i've never had that sort of you know that sort of semi-religious experience of the overcoming the hump and feeling like i've you know like it's a genuine achievement in my life which some people seem to have where they're like oh you know the way they talk about it you know they they talk about you know dark souls like it's this genuinely profound thing that's happened to them um yeah and I don't think I've ever had that with, like, a game. Um, but I don't know if that's just, like, you know, my brain won't let me have profound game experiences. Because <laughs> my brain's like, don't you dare. like, <laughs> Don't you thing. dare, this is a video game, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, we'll save this for when you're looking out at a nice vista, Matthew, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. These chemicals aren't for you right now. <laughs> yeah. So I go and look at a vista instead. <laughs> um, I I was just uh, I did have that kind of like epiphany, but it was it was during Dark Souls One, and then since that happened, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't not play these games now. Is it something you can only have once, though, or is it like a can you have a second? Okay, can you have a second epiphany? Have, is that even possible? You have multiple epiphanies. Um, <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, not that. The epiphany guy. Here he comes. Going for his daily epiphany. Um, I don't know. I just mean that, like, I find... I, I did get that thing that you described where I felt 
like really proud of myself for overcoming each successive challenging boss that I thought I would never do. I beat that that shinobi killer, shinobi hunter after the 10th time last night. I did feel really good. And I can't feel that really good if I don't feel the really bad the other nine times. I thought you were about to say, I can't feel that really good anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) The only place I feel anything is in the Ozaki game. Oh, I hope he releases some DLC so I can feel some more in the future. (laughs) 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 That's the problem. It's a bit like that... um, Who's that guy? Who's that guy who jumped out of space? Um, <laughs> but um, Yeah, uh, like that guy. Like once you've jumped out of space, you're like everything seems boring. Like you've literally you're, you're steps away from like I just have to like chuck myself into the sun. Like the only thing I can do to feel anything, it has to be better than I jumped from space. Um, and that's what Dark Souls people are like. They've been ruined. <laughs> I think every like holiday Baumgartner has gone on. He's gone he, like he's seeing a nice art museum and it's really good. Like it's full of excellent paintings. There's Goya in the corner, you know, over here is Monet, that's brilliant. And everyone's going, Hmm, yeah, God, very, very nice, very, very good. And he's just standing in midst all of these masters midst all these masterpieces, just thinking, I jumped from space. This this is nothing, like the only way he can enjoy the Mona Lisa is if you laid it on the ground and then he jumped from space and hurtled towards it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way he can enjoy things is if he approaches them at incredible speeds with a huge risk of death. You basically have to fire him at famous artworks. You have like one of those tunnels that they used to test crash test dummies and do to simulate car crashes. They basically fire him at great works of art. And he's like, yeah, that was good. So there, there's the takeaway from this episode, if you have any takeaway at all. It's that D- Dark Souls, overcoming Dark Souls is the equivalent to being Baumgartner. <laughs> the tragedy of Baumgartner. <laughs> A man ruined by his own thirst for adventure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm stopping this now. Good idea. <laughs> um... That was great. Uh, thank you very much, Matthew Castle, for coming on with hey, no me. Worries. Uh, Alice Bell is away to GDC this week. That's that, so. That's why there's just the two of us. Boys' uh, night in. But uh, it's very good. Very good to have you. Um, Cheers. Are, are you on Twitter for any of our v- listeners to? Uh... I am. I'm Mr. Basil underscore Pesto. Cool. Mr. M-R, not M-I-S-T-E-R. I don't know if it... No one's going to look it up. It doesn't matter. Mr. Yeah, I d- I, honestly, I don't know why I ask at the end of all this. Like, it's plug so yourself complicated. On Twitter. My handle is so user-unfriendly. <laughs> um, cool. I'm Brandy underscore C on Twitter. You don't care. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it uh, was very good uh, speaking at all of you again. Uh, if you want to send us some uh, topic suggestions, we do enjoy them. You can email us at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. We've got some topic suggestions that I am meaning to bring up. They are good ones. we got someone asking about um, treason and betrayal, and I think that's a good theme, so we'll do that at some point. So thank you, Tom, for that. It's coming up, don't worry. Um, someone else is mentioning game statistics in real life, which I think is a good idea. Like... How many? T- how much time have you spent petting animals? How many tins have you recycled? Uh, so that was that's a good idea. Good. Um, 
so that we do we do enjoy these suggestions and uh look forward to those those ones getting discussed i love them i want to hear them and yeah and you can see matthew and alice Lagori's videos on youtube at rock paper shot yes is the channel name it is please like and subscribe please like and or subscribe uh, both ideally uh, oh okay like if you like it it's come on how much hassle is it to subscribe like and and subscribe please and uh we'll see you next week yes sweet bye goodbye Spits.